Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Let's Talk Tri-Delta. Thanks for joining us. I'm Mindy Tucker, Tri-Delta's VP of Marketing and Communications. And we are closing out the year with our final lead keynote of 2021 featuring Stacey Nato talking about the act of radical self-care. Stacey is no stranger to Tri-Delta. She's a self-leadership coach an award-winning speaker, and our Tri-Delta sister. And I learn something valuable every time I talk to this woman. And I know everybody is a little bit overwhelmed, coming in hot for the holidays. If you're like me, feeling overbooked, overwhelmed, and behind on the to-do list. During this hectic time, we always find that we just don't take care of ourselves. We're not prioritizing our own needs. So today, Stacy's going to talk to us about focusing on ourselves this holiday season emotionally physically and spiritually. So Stacy, welcome back once again to our podcast. Let's talk Tridelta. We're so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. It's my favorite spot to be. Uh, so first of all, great job on the keynote. We love having you. Um, we get you double this time, once on the podcast and once for our lead keynote. You are always able to hit a home run when you're talking with us about all of these topics. Like I said, I always find something valuable in what you bring. And here we are heading into the holidays. We're all stressed. Why do you think we let stress take over and sacrifice our own self-care at this time? I think it's easy to let it take over at this time. I think it's one of those situations where we have more on our to-do list than maybe we're used to having on our to-do list. And frankly, I think it has a lot to do with expectations. So many of us build up the holiday season in our heads to be this miraculous, beautiful, movie-esque type situation. And while some of us experience that and have this beautiful situation, some of us don't. And it's just kind of like anything else. You know, the holiday season is what you bring to it and what you make it and how you create it. So for me, it's like lowering stress as best we can, but really being intentional about how we are creating our season and what we want our season to be. Yeah. I'm so guilty of, yes, it has to, we have to do that. We have to do that. And the elf and the that. Yes. I'm I'm with you there. Just this week, I like paused. I'm like, am I even enjoying the holiday season right now? Right? Like, is, is this an enjoyment? Right? And we're all guilty. We're all human. <laughs> do you think this is a problem that's unique to women? So I, I don't think it's necessarily only with women, but what I do think happens is women tend to take on more of the responsibility of the holiday season. And certainly this isn't a blanket statement. We have so many listeners that identify as anything other than women that don't feel this way, but like, or do feel this way also take on a lot. But I think it's like inherent by socialization and by nature that women just always want to take it on. I'll fix it. I'll do it. I'll take care of it. And so for those reasons, I think it tends to show up a little bit stronger in women. All right. So we're going to break this down, this whole self-care thing today. Um, let's jump into it and let's start the emotional self-care. And you say that one of the biggest acts of self-care is to shift away from emotional pain and that it's worth that practice once you begin to shift. So how, can you tell me more about that and how we might start practicing that? For sure. I think, I think emotional self-care is one that we just don't necessarily go right to. You know, we've talked about self-care in Tri-Delta land before. You've probably read and seen a ton of things around self-care, and it typically doesn't usually top the list. And I think self-care, thinking about it in your emotional state is really important because it's really about monitoring thoughts. It's really about checking in with yourself to just sort of say, 
what, what story am I creating? What intention am I going with this? You know, to our point earlier, what expectations am I putting on this? And just, just constantly checking in with those thoughts, you know, for me as like a personal example, I've often carried around a story that like, I'm an unorganized mess. And so if I'm behind in something or, you know, this season specifically, when they're talking about like shipping delays and all the things I I can get very quickly into the story or the thought pattern of like, I'm a mess and I'm behind and I should be more organized. That's not helpful. Right. It's certainly not serving me. And it's certainly not getting any of my gifts that really don't even matter here. I'm pretty sure I've said that five times in the last week. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. So I use that personal story because it's like, I have, I've been really intentional about slowing down and checking in with those thoughts for myself, right? Am I actually a mess? Is that true? No, no. Am I, you know, am I as organized as I want to be? No, that's something I can shift. However, like monitoring those thoughts and really checking in with myself on a more regular basis, I think can help. Let's talk more about how you do that. I don't think many of us were taught to monitor our thoughts growing up necessarily. How do you do that? How, what is the act of like stopping for a minute and sort of checking yourself? Absolutely. I I say this to my clients all the time. It's a range, right? Like I I just told a client the other day, every time your fitness tracker watch or phone or whatever it is, tells you to do that, like breathe thing. Every one of them has that. Use that, right? Use it as like, what are my thoughts been the last hour? What have my thoughts been today? You know, use that time really. Like if you're anything like me, you just dismiss it. We don't need to do that. We can actually use that minute. (laughs) And that's like a very quick and easy way to try it. If you're really committed to this practice, I I recommend 10 minutes on your calendar a day. And it's a calendar thing that pops up and you honor that just as you would any other meeting. And you actually take those 10 minutes to check in. So it's really about, you know me, I'm all about small steps. And so it's really about just taking that next small step and choosing to lean into it. I've heard people talk about journaling around this a little bit and tracking. Like if, if there's one particular thought that you're trying to eliminate when you have it, like pull out your journal, write down that you, write down that you just had it and why and dig into it. I don't know if that's something you would recommend or... I always love that. Journaling is always something I love to do. I love that idea to your point of like tracking when it comes up so that you sort of can start to prepare for it or shift it or whatever it may be. The other thing I'll suggest along with the journaling point is freeform writing. I actually call it like rage journaling. It's like, get all that out (laughs) and just go, let it, don't filter yourself, just get it out. But the trick to that is then destroy it, rip it up, throw it away. Because symbolically, you want it to get rid of it. You don't want to hold on to it and keep it. Okay. All right. Let's go to part two here, which is physical self-care as we Mm -hmm. break down. Um, And I know the holidays bring disruptions to our normal routine. Maybe we skip a workout or we overindulge on a dinner out or a party. I know my holiday baking day is not going to be the day that I really stick with my healthy eating. (laughs) (laughs) What, what can we do to sort of broaden our scope about like what physical self-care looks like during this time? Yes. I love this question because I think physical self-care, when we think about it, the average human being's brain goes straight to like, okay, I need my perfect healthy movement routine. I need to like work out 30 minutes a day. I need to meditate 10 minutes after that. And then I blah, 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 blah. And it's like, especially during this season, that just usually translates to pressure. 
And so for me, it's a, to your point, zooming out Mindy and saying like, there's way more to my physical well-being and my physical self-care than just healthy movement. I love healthy movement. It's great, but there's more, you know, sleeping. Like if you do nothing but prioritize your sleep during the holiday season, that could be the one thing you pick to try. You could use your time that you have, maybe some extra time, maybe because you have a break. You could use it to learn something new. You could be very intentional about how you rest. I was just talking to somebody the other day and they're like, well, I, you know, I watch my favorite shows and I rest. And I was like, yeah, but are you also folding laundry and doing all the other things while you're watching that show? And she sheepishly was like, yes. I'm like, right. And there's nothing wrong with multitasking, but like we can be very intentional about how we take our breaks. So I think it's important to just kind of to your point about the baking day, like let yourself off the hook for that day. Have a great baking day. Be totally all in and then pick one thing that helps your physical well-being. And it doesn't only have to be movement. Right. I think that the one that picking the one thing is good. Sometimes we need these little bite sized things that we can do because the bigger picture feels so overwhelming and like yeah. making sure you're getting enough sleep at night. Like that feels okay. Maybe I can just focus on that while this is all crazy. But I love how you've sort of broken that down into little pieces that, you know, you can pick something. For sure. For sure. And then you never know after the holiday season, it might become a habit because you loved it so much. Right. It might serve you so much. You continue to do it. Right. Okay. With a three legged stool here, which is appropriate because it's Tridelta. The third piece is our spiritual self care. And we usually have a little more time to reflect during the holidays. Maybe we're in a reflective mood because it's the end of the year. What are the first steps to sort of reevaluate sort of where we are with our spiritual selves and how we can care for our spiritual selves? Yeah. Well, it's always, you know, you, you, Sometimes I feel like a broken record because if you've been with us for a long time, you've heard me say this, but the first and foremost step for me is slowing down. Yeah. It's so opposite of what most of us want to do. It's like, well, Stacy, I have a longer to-do list and you're telling me to slow down. Like that doesn't really add up. Yet in the slowing down is when we give ourselves that space to be able to have those reflection moments. And for me, Mindy, like spiritual self-care is, is way more about something larger than ourselves that we can connect to and not as much about like the labels or an affiliation of some sort. You know, so many people, including my clients, they want to go right to like spiritual self-care. That means I have to pray. I have to be religious. And it's like, those are beautiful things if those speak to you, but that doesn't have to be it. You can, anything bigger than yourself than you can, that you can connect to broadens that perspective of spirituality. So it's like, it can be nature, you know, it can be volunteering. It can be, you know, and so many people are like, I can't meditate. I can't sit still. Great. Do a walking meditation. Like there are so many options for me. This is really about like being honest and meet yourself where you are. What would really make the most sense for you to try? And same as we said last time, like try one thing. Don't add a ton to your plate. I love this idea of slowing down. I just, I had surgery about six weeks ago and I could not walk or sit normally for six weeks. And so it forced me, like I'm not a person who slows down and it forced me to. And there's so many great things, like just practices that have come out of that, of just like taking a minute and sort of the space that comes with just slowing down. Yes. So even if it was forced upon me. Um, right, right. Are there things though you're going to carry with you like because of the experience? 
I, I think so. I think the just this idea that sometimes slowing down helps you go fast later, which is something yeah. we say here at work all the time. But now I understand it better because sure. it's about about my healing. But sometimes it's about like letting yourself slow down so you can be stronger down the road. This idea of refueling and and getting yourself to a place where you can walk out stronger after you've slowed down. So I love that. Yeah, that's such a great like literal physical example, right? Of like a healing something, a, a ligament, a bone, or something like that. Like that makes so much sense, right? Yeah. If you if you let it fully heal and slow down now, you can go faster, be stronger later. I love that example. I've never even thought about it that way. That's good. Yeah, it's funny, but I've lived it. Now I'm living it. Um, yeah. <laughs> into a good question for you, which is I think these are all really good practices and great ideas. How do we how do we take the kind of the momentum and the motivation of this season where we might adopt some of these things and then carry them into the new year because they're they're practices that will help you no matter what time of year it is, right? Absolutely. You know, these aren't specific to this season in my opinion at all. And I would say I would say the biggest thing for me is start now. Don't do your best, right? To not get into the the conundrum of like, well, I'll wait till January 1st. I'll wait till my my break is over the middle of January, whatever that looks like. If you start now, just like you're doing, Mindy, with like your healing, like you're likely to implement or find something that serves you and then carry it with you. It's easier to carry with you when times get back to quote, like normal scheduling. Right. It, it might, some of you listening might, right now might be like, this is my busiest, craziest time. There's no way I'm going to be able to add anything in, but that's the time to do it. And it's not necessarily, I invite you to think about it, not necessarily as adding something to your plate, but almost like carving out a little bit more time for yourself. And I was just talking to somebody earlier and I was like, what if you just gave 5% more time to yourself, just 5% more time to your mental health, right? It doesn't have to be this large pendulum swing to the other side. It can just be those little things. So even though it, it's, it sounds a little bit interesting, test the theory and just, tr- just start now. Start Thursday at two o'clock. It doesn't have to be Monday at 8 a.m. It doesn't have to be January 1st. Like just start now, do something and see how it feels. I love it. These are all such good tips as always. We love having you and love having you as a part of Tri-Delta and a part of just having us think better about ourselves and invest in ourselves and invest the time in ourselves. So I hope everybody jumps on the radical self-care bandwagon here for 20, the end of 2021. And as we head into 2022, I can't believe I'm even saying we're heading into 2022. Yes. Thank you so much for being with us. Can you remind everybody where they can find you online? Yeah, the best place is stacynato.com. It's specific to you all here, stacynato.com slash podcast. I put a little few extra things on there, but you're my Tridelta sisters. So you just email me, stacy at stacynato.com. You need anything, you need any resources, questions, I'm always here. I love it. We'll put all that in the info for the podcast so people can find you. Thank you so much for being with us today. And I hope you have a great holiday season and we love having you as part of our sisterhood. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much. You too. So we're so grateful for Stacy for joining us today and not only doing our lead keynote series, but also the podcast today. If you missed her keynote, you can find it online at tridelta.org slash events. You can find all of our keynotes there. It's been a great fall of wonderful people coming to share their wisdom with us. Stay tuned for more of those exciting events and programs coming to you in the new year. It's going to be a year full of Tridelta opportunities and we cannot wait. Check out our events, personal and professional development opportunities, and all kinds of information at tridelta.org. Don't forget to send us any podcast ideas you'd love to hear about. Email us at podcast at tridelta.eo.org. 
please like, subscribe, and rate our podcast. We love your five-star ratings. And I want to wish everyone abundant joy this holiday season and a very happy new year. Thanks for talking Tri-Delta with us today. Join us next time. Stay safe and bring you.